Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast Psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast Psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. We are going to talk about acceptance, radical acceptance again <laughs> today, Pete, <laughs> even though, even though uh, you know, some people listening might go like, didn't they do an episode on acceptance, which was our second episode, actually? Second episode two, yeah. Yeah, back back in July. Um, I seems like that was July, like nineteen ninety eight, right? <laughs> sure does. <laughs> actually, not even six months ago. Actually, I can believe it. Um, yeah, I mean, Pete and I thought it'd be really important to talk about acceptance again because, well, for a couple of reasons. One, um, it's not it's not a one and done. We talked about it in the in the first the first acceptance episode. It's not something you just you're like I accepted it. It's over. That's the first reason. The second is. This has been, I mean, for me personally, and like on my clinical work, this is uh, this is coming up a lot. I don't, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I made the joke about like 1998 because it <laughs> seems like it, it just never ends. And mm-hmm. I have said, and I've taught this, where accept is a really easy word to spell, but it's next mm-hmm. to impossible to practice. And maybe I said that in episode two because mm-hmm. who knows? I don't remember. <laughs> but here I am again, just saying like it, it is yeah. so hard to practice. It's so hard to practice. Well, and it's. It's not something, it's just, there's not an end to it. It's like, you know, I think what I often encounter, you know, clinically is that, you know, acceptance is something, obviously we, I talk a lot about with people, we do a lot of psycho ed, uh, psycho ed around it. We practice it a lot. And, you know, I, I, there's people I worked with for years and years that, you know, this thing that they've had trouble accepting in their lives, it's like at some point they'll fight against reality again. They'll stop accepting. And I'll say, hey, you know, like we got to bring our minds back to like, this is what it is. Yeah. And, and I always find that people get very frustrated with themselves. Like, oh, like I thought I accepted it already. And I'm like, well, but it it's acceptance. It's a, again, we're talking, it's a behavior. It's like ongoing. It's like mindfulness. Like we don't just like stay in the present moment. We got to keep- that be nice? Oh, I mean, well, maybe I think boring. The, well, the one and done, I think is something that a lot of people are looking for, especially like in East, in, in Western culture. Mm-hmm. Especially like if you think about the U.S., like what's the pill I can take, you know? Yeah. You know, there's got to be something to fix it. It's like, well, no, that's just not how this works. Right. And, and you know, you know how I always say, also, we had an episode of this, I think everyone's a perfectionist in some way. It's that too. It's like there's this degree of perfectionism around, uh, I'm going to accept it the best. I'm going to accept it. And then I'll, you know, and then I'll never have to worry about it again. You know, I'll never struggle. And the thing yeah. is, it's like, you know, it's natural to want to get away from and out of what's uncomfortable. That is just like how we are wired as human beings. And yeah, so yeah. the returning back to accepting what is happening, especially when it's you know something unpleasant, um, that that's not, there's not an end point to that. And I think that's very something, something's very difficult for people to accept. <laughs> also. Well, that's what people keep saying is like, when we're going to go back to normal. And I just keep mm-hmm. reflecting on like, well, nothing ever is back to normal. Like, cause mm-hmm. it's always a constant and that's the Eastern philosophy is that things are always changing. Yeah. So that whenever you return back to the next point, it's just the next point. It doesn't, it, it's not the normal. It's not the new, it's just where you have arrived. And that's hard for people. I think that that does take a lot of practice for sure. Well, so I'm really curious to hear, you know, especially in, in Buddhism specifically, what what do what do the teachings talk about when somebody is having a hard time accepting that acceptance is something that's ongoing? So, you know, I like this thing about like it's just the next point. I mean, I that resonates a lot with me, yeah. but I'm wondering when somebody is like, but I already accepted this, or you know, 
I thought that I was done with this, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's rigid, you know, cause it mm-hmm. thinks it, that, that rigidity just highlight the one and done, you know, it's, it, I think this is where Buddhism gets a bit more philosophical. So like mm-hmm. there's the thing called the Dhamma Sutra. And I was just talking about that the, this past week with my community where one of the sayings, there is no Buddha, no Dharma. And, and it's like this whole idea of like, people are striving for something that isn't. Mm. And and so oftentimes if I'm not practicing acceptance, it's because I'm wanting to be somewhere that I'm not, and maybe I'll never be. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's it's not until I can actually accept where I am that mm-hmm. I can get to where I want to go. I really like that. That I that that really hit a chord with me. It was like I was as you were saying, um, you know, that people are always, you know, kind of wanting to like get to this next point. I could yeah. like feel in my body that sensation of like that wanting to like push forward or like move through. And, and it sounds like what uh, that aspect of the Buddhist philosophy is highlighting is that like when we do that, we're, you know, that's something that's not real. Like where that's not, that doesn't exist yet. Come again, back to mind, you know, all roads lead to mindfulness. Coming back to like, just, just, we got to just be with. Yeah. We're so just focused on where we're going. And and it's about like, we're focused on what we're trying to achieve rather than the process. And that's really hard for a lot of high achievers is to say Mm -hmm. like, Hey, slow down and just appreciate the process. Well, sometimes the process sucks. Yeah. Certainly, (laughs) certainly sucks right now (laughs) in this, in this 2020 world that we're living in. It does. And so I can't be like, Hey, just enjoy, you know, and I think this is where people come in and they'll be like, well, you know, I have it better than other people or right at least I'm not starving or at least I have a roof over my head. And yeah, there's all truth to that. And that's all logical truth. It doesn't affect the emotional. And I think that that's also part of where people get stuck and aren't practicing acceptance where Buddhism is like, it's about body and mind. It's sitting in it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then also like what I add in is spirit. Mm -hmm. So really thinking about like, what am I doing to recharge my spirit? Mm -hmm. Um, now, I'm just going to put this out there for listeners. Mm-hmm. As as good as I can preach this, I don't always practice it. So <laughs> I, we just got a puppy. So I'll share that with you. So now we're rolling in a pack of three. Uh-huh. And I'm noticing thoughts of like, just accept this. This is part of the process. You know, in bed when I'm like w- waking up because I'm, you know, it's kind of like a new parent. It, when yes. you hear your kid, you know, in the crib mm-hmm. or in the room next door. And I can notice like, okay, let me practice acceptance. Let me take some beat, you know, diaphragmatic breaths. Let me just try and like get through this. Let me look at the process. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, by March, he'll be six months so he can go to dog right. daycare. <laughs> and, you know, I'm already planning. Yeah. You're, well, and, pro- and problem solving, trying I'm, to problem solve, right? I'm problem yeah. solving, which is yeah. taking me out of the emotion the right now yeah. in the moment. Because yeah. I'm trying, because I, to your point and how you started this, we don't always want to be where we are. No, and, no. Yeah. And, and we, and that's, and, and I think this is also something that just sort of, if we like take it up a level here that we as humans have trouble accepting is that this tendency to continue to try to problem solve our way out of the moment is inherent to our design that mm. that's not going anywhere either. So, no. you know, cause I think that's also what I experience clinically a lot is, is patients that will say like, well, I know that human brains like to problem solve and I know that I need to accept what's happening in this moment. Why am I problem solving again? I'm like, right. because you're a human being and that's what your brain's meant to do. Just like your, you know, heart pumps blood throughout the body. Like that's just what it does. Yeah. So it's this never ending <laughs> you know, process experience of the cycle. Of, 
cycle of coming back. Well, the cycle I was just thinking about is like compassion. And we did that episode eight where, you know, and I feel like that's linked to this because in order for me to have acceptance, I have to have compassion. I have to have compassion for my brain. That's mm-hmm. going to problem solve and try and organize yep. mm-hmm. and compassion for my suffering. Totally. I'm going to feel from time to time. Now, I'm still looking for outs. Let me just put it that way. I'm like, <laughs> I'm still looking for like dog trainers. Anyone listening? Let me know. We have one actually. Maybe I think a friend of a friend. But anyway, you know, you're still looking for that stuff, and that's okay. It, because it's just that's the that's the um, imperfectness of, of us, right? Like, I, I can't imperfect. remember if I, if I shared this phrase before, and I can never remember where I read it. But it's one of my most favorite sayings: is that. Um, you know, human imperfections aren't flaws, they're features, yeah. you know, and, and it's, and so our imperfections include this, uh, this, uh, this tendency to try to get out of what we don't like in this moment. So yeah. can we accept that? Can we bring compassion to that? And, and, and then turn our minds back to the moment. Yeah. And again, that takes practice. And so that's like all roads lead to mindfulness. You know, sometimes clients will say like, oh, like, how do I do that? And I'm like, well, I guess mindfulness. Like, I mean, we can look up other things, but truthfully, the only way, like the way that I know more easily to access is this is through meditation and, and mindfulness and that's hard because it's that's not hard. yeah i mean i have some athletes this year in particular where they're like they want to come to a session and mostly because they're struggling with practicing on their own because mm. whatever's happening life's happening schedule sure. really intense sure you know? and so it's like a safe place it's a safe space it's a you know guided it's like in vivo yeah it's it's a way to um you know I don't know. Just like, I was, I was thinking of the word accountability. Though it's not always even just accountability. Sometimes it's just support. You know. What yeah. I mean? it's, it, totally. It's probably. I mean, it's easily both of those. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But yeah. No, for sure. And and of course, what I'm thinking of as well is that the reason why all roads lead to mindfulness, you know, and and why they're re- leading to um to that road in this episode of uh, talking about acceptance again is that mindfulness is an acceptance practice, like right. at its core, right? Like it's yeah. about coming back to and paying attention to and experiencing whatever's happening in this moment, which is the only moment we'll ever occupy, you without know, judgment. without judgment. You and know? I think that that's also key because right when, if, I, if I'm not accepting, I'm judging and whether I'm judging mm-hmm. my feelings, my situation, my circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so, th- and I, that the non-judgmental aspect of living is so damn hard, especially in the West. You know, I think well, it was, go ahead. Sorry. We're gonna no, you. I was just say. Well, like also because it's so damn hard. Because again, we're wired for judgment. We're wired to evaluate. Yeah. You know, it's like quick. Well, I was info. thinking the East they do that better though. Like I think in Buddhism, there's really like the judgment is just. Um, I mean, it's there because the brain is the brain. Sure. Um, however, maybe looking at their brains, you know, say some of those. I mean, I meditating for life, right? Like, and and that's. Like I wish I had that as a kid, you know. Somehow, so it's some interwoven way. into the culture. I think exactly. that's that's what's different is that yeah. you know because here, that's not it, we're not practicing from when we're for most of us. Definitely, I can speak for myself. I definitely wasn't from more very little to be aware of the tendencies of the brain and then and then engage in these practices to come back to being non-judgmental yeah. and accepting. You know, I actually say to patients a lot of times. Um, you know, I'll say, well, I'm like, look, the stuff that we practice in CBT comes from a Zen Buddhist tradition. I was like, the stuff's like 2,500 years old, like, yeah. you know, at least probably at older, least. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that we know about it's at least 2,500 years old. I was like, why do you think it still resonates? I was like, cause human brains had the same problems 2,500 years ago that we have right now. Like these aren't modern brain problems. So, yeah. you know, I think 
those that were raised in communities and cultures and spiritual traditions that emphasize that they just have more practice ex- accepting that and you know learning yeah. to work with it. And the culture is a hundred percent accurate. And I, I wonder what our twenty five hundred year ancestors would say about you know social media and technology. Because, I mean, I think they would say yeah. that's bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's maybe yeah. the first thing out of their mouth. Um, yeah. But yeah. also like how that has affected our suffering. And I and I just want to make yeah. space for that because I do think, you know, and, and even in a pandemic, like none of us have gone through a pandemic. You know, we don't have mentors to see how they did it. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, so I think that that is another area for compassion and just to create some flexibility around that. And that, I think that's why we wanted to do a part two of this, uh, you know, radical acceptance or acceptance part two, because we wanted to say like, here we are. X amount of months later, still struggling. Still struggling. They'll notice that clients are struggling. We're struggling. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's right. And, you know, I have to share, and I've been saying this to literally every patient, every session, um, every single session, and this is not an exaggeration. Yeah. Every single session, someone says to me something along the lines of, I just don't know why I'm so burned out. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know why I'm feelings anxious or sad and i and i you know kind of like facetiously will respond like really (laughs) you don't don't?" and they'll say no and i'll say well you know okay hello we're like still in a global pandemic and we're now like nine months into it and that's that's gonna wear on all this and i'll share i'll say it's certainly wearing on me um and and i think that's the thing we people start to get away from that they start to 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 lose awareness, um, and in turn lose acceptance of this. We're still struggling. This is still impacting us, even if we're, um, we've adapted at the same time to it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's, yeah. So some of the effects, so we're going to have maybe some new sleep issues, this chronic fatigue, uh, we might have changes in our appetite, changes mm-hmm. in our exercise, lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all themes that we're going to see. And and so to your point, like I'm also saying to people, well, we are in a pandemic still, you know, sort of reminding that like, you know, parts of your life might feel normal because of X, Y, and Z, you know, and the world is still shifting, you it's know, still shifting and it's still, so. and it's still impacting our functioning. I mean, I, yeah. I've been, I've been using the metaphor of, um, like smog. I was saying like, you know, if like, I think, I think Mexico city is like either the first or second has like the worst um, air quality, I think in the world. And I said to people, I said, look, it'd be like, if you lived in Mexico city and when you first move there and you know, you're going to notice it, right. It's really going to impact your breathing. You might feel burning, um, maybe kind of feel lightheaded, not feel well after a while you're going to adapt, right. You're going to kind of get used to it and you go about your day and maybe you're not having those symptoms anymore. Here's the thing the poor air quality is still impacting your body. Right. Right. Just Even because just because you Correct. And it's like, I keep saying like we're the pandemic. It's like the emotional smog is still there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm struggling. I don't know about you. I struggle with, with, with clients that are like, well, but you know, there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel or the vaccine's coming. And I like, I don't want to be a Debbie downer. I, I just also want to remain in the moment where I'm like, you know, we have to actually sit, stay with where we are. That's process, you know, I, I hate bursting people's bubbles of like how vaccines really don't work for, you know, many viruses. <laughs> like, right. Well, we, well, and what's something all like we, we don't, we don't, um, we're not out of it yet. We're, we're not there. Yeah. And it's like, I, I mean, to me, this is where, again, dialectics are very helpful, right? Yeah. That the both. So 
I am sorry, I'm full of metaphors today. Uh, Love them. A, fr- a friend, one of my one of my best friends from college. Uh, we had I laughed so hard when she said this. Uh, we said this because it was so painfully and horribly true. We were talking about this, like that. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know. Yeah. And and I said, and I was like, yeah, you know. And we're still in the tunnel. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're still in the tunnel, you know. And like the car broke down, and the headlights are broken, and there's no cell service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I was like, oh, so true. It's like so we, true. We just have to make they're both true. It's like that. That's right. Like we're stuck in this tunnel right now. It's, right. You know, it's dark. The headlights are off, and the the light is there. There, we got to make room for both. You know, like on that's a rainy how day, to not, There's still the yeah, sun rising. Still, and that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. So it's like By the way, that tunnel gives me uh, my claustrophobia. Like a really oh no. Feeling. no! I might choose. I might choose the pandemic over that tunnel. But yeah. <laughs> Out there, I'm with you. Uh, uh, it's activating that. It's activating <laughs> that. Well, so how how are how are you personally then, Pete, coming back to accepting without without it going into the Debbie Downer category? Because that's right. Being being with what is isn't going like all is lost. Like we've talked about before, like yeah. acceptance is not resignation, which no. is often you know people often confuse those two things. No, acceptance is commitment to the next step, and the next step might be a step up. Mm-hmm. It's, it might be a step down. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep committing to a step up. So, I mean, uh, I w- this would have been better recorded last week when before the puppy arrived because um, <laughs> really great routine. But two nights. <laughs> or may- in, well, or maybe not better recorded, right? Or maybe not. Maybe, yeah, it's. I'm it's, more human when, today, if that's for well, sure. Well, so when you're str- <laughs> when we're struggling is when it's like when it's the hardest to. Yeah. But I had a good exercise regimen. I mean, my meditation was there. I actually gave a Dharma talk last week, which, you know, that felt nice with my community, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and just being able to celebrate small victories. I think that's a mm-hmm. big thing I've been saying over and over mm-hmm. and, and even for myself and mm-hmm. I have some big victories coming up. Um, you know, so I have my, my book will be coming out shortly. I, uh, I don't think I even so I have a second one that I have now been working Ooh. on. Yeah. No, you did not tell me that. I didn't think I did. Uh, real time people don't believe it real time real, real time, time. Com- real hey, time combos here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean so i think those things um but also just like trying to just breathe and 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 veg a little bit from time to mm-hmm. time and just do nothing yeah yeah that's what i've been i've been uh practicing the being quiet yeah. you know the stillness and which <laughs> for those that know me is not you know i don't actually <laughs> Not, yeah. I'm not the quietest. No, uh, no but I, you've gotten really good at it. I have. I've yeah. gotten more skilled at that. Um, and, you know, just sort of in a concrete way, I just want to share, you know, if this is helpful to anyone. Um, I I try to really tune in to when I, I find myself fighting back at what's happening anyway. Like when I hear my brain kind of going like, well, what if this happens? Or like, I'm going to do this. And I've been really trying to then just ground myself in the moment. Like I've been, I've been meditating a lot and even if it's just, you know, sometimes the day I take 30 seconds, one minute or something, and I'll just put my feet on the ground, put my palms up in my lap, you know, and just kind of focus on that. And and that sort of helps me connect again with that experience of just allowing, just allowing what is just in this moment. Yeah. And deep breaths are really helpful. So I think for Mm -hmm. listeners too, I mean, pay my children uh, and, uh, you know, wrote about like six breaths can change your mood. I also wanted to add like one thing I was thinking about as we're, I know we're wrapping up and out of time, but like also like in the, in the Western world, like Rob Albert Ellis and just thinking of like a, like a really just irrational, like acceptance of just like, you know what it like things are 
Um, and so, are, you know, yeah. Ellis sometimes would just be like, you know, he'd curse and be like, get over it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and that was some of his mm-hmm. intervention. And so while I think not as com- not very compassionate. <laughs> and so we, we, yeah. we add in the flavor of compassion for sure, yeah, but really yeah. just trying to get to a place of, um, you know, we have another one that I use with some of my athletes saying F it, you know, mm, and just yeah. doing like, if I missed a shot, F it. Yeah. Commit to the next. Yep. Commit to the, well, and, and commit to the next in, by starting with committing to this moment, I would say, right? Like That's we're right. in, we're in this moment right now. Yeah. So, you know, for our listeners out there, you know, we know everybody is struggling and, uh, you know, Pete and I are struggling too. We're, <laughs> we're, we're in the same soup with you. And we just encourage you again to, you know, while there's, see while there's a light at the end of the tunnel, see if you can be willing to turn your mind back to the moment that you're in with acceptance, kindness, and compassion. And that'll help move you to the next one. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.